0: Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 975-1280 the zone in the Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. <laughs> This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us a part of your Tuesday. Uh, we were th- going to have Bowler here in the 5 o'clock hour, but apparently travel has taken a bit longer than we anticipated, so we thought we'd revisit our conversation in the 3 o'clock hour with Dennis Lindsay. It was great to have him on and uh, we thought we'd go through that uh, that conversation. In fact, let's uh, go ahead and get things started. We asked uh, Dennis if he was happy with the progress this team has made.
2: Yeah, I think that's really, Jake, all you can ask for at the end of the day, that the uh, group come together and improve. And there's a lot of things uh, that go into that, I, I'm sure, Many people will would ascribe the majority of it to the change that we had on December 23rd, and I think that's a piece of it. But, you know, Quinn's doing a few things tactically different. Um, players are getting to know each other um, better. Uh, the league has adjusted to a few things that we do, uh, that we did last year, I should say, and and so we've got to adjust to their adjustment. And now we're, as you know, reintegrating um, Mike Conley uh, into uh, the team. And those early returns have been terrific. And we're excited for him and, and us. So, yeah, there's a few things um, that, we, uh, that we've improved improved upon and, and and frankly we just kind of got to put our head down bow our neck and continue to improve um you know so we could start tackling a, a tougher part of the schedule that comes up over the next few weeks
1: so many specifics to get to but i do want to kind of start here early in the interview with of course the big news of this week royce o'neill you've come to an agreement on a contract <laughs> extension with him can you talk about maybe it, it it has to do your heart well a little bit to to reward a guy like Royce who's worked so hard and worked his way into the rotation and really become an unbelievably key component on the team. I imagine from your perspective that's got
2: to feel pretty good. Yeah, no question. you know how about the story behind it at, at so many different levels and as always, um, Jake, something earned versus something given uh, is just more. Rewarding and, and to see someone like Royce really grind uh, um, through many camps and summer leagues and and look, there's worse things in life than to be a, a good overseas player. But when you're a domestic player and a good player like Royce, you 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 do you wonder if you have the the chops and the wherewithal to to make it the NBA. And Royce is a, is a special person, but. You know, he also has uh, a lot of NBA characteristics that he and the coaches have been able to draw out. And so whether it be humility, competitiveness, um, you know, his level of skill uh, has improved. And the thing that gets lost with Royce is just how sh- physically strong he is um, in being able to take a variety of matchups Some that highlight his mobility, many that highlight his strength. And, and so we, we couldn't be more pleased to, you know, come to an agreement. It's, it's the best kind of agreement where Royce trusted us. We trusted him. Uh, there was very clear communication uh, with Royce's agents, Kai uh, Sullivan uh, and Stephen Human, most notably. And, and, and so those are always where the best deals are made.
1: Dennis Lindsay is on with us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. You alluded earlier to the Jordan Clarkson trade, and uh, it's been a bit since we've talked to you, and I'm kind of glad to ask you this question with the perspective of you've seen how it's worked over the past several weeks, but take us through the decision to, to make that move, the timing of it, and now how you've seen it play out a little bit.
2: Well, sometimes timing is dictated by another party, Uh, willing to be motivated and we had a good young prospect in Dante Exum uh, that got healthy and we were able to uh, put Cleveland's salary cap in a different position underneath the luxury tax to a greater degree which gives them more flexibility and and a trade exception itself and we obviously needed a bench score and and Jordan's been uh, beyond our expectations. Some, you know, his vision uh, to be able to pass. Um, some of it subtly more so than than grabbing onto a hard, fast statistic. Uh, he's met our level defensively. I think Jordan wants to be viewed as a serious basketball player, and I think he's excited to be uh, playing for a team that uh, is in a playoff chase. And one thing that I would highlight, Jake, that that uh, you know we felt like we had in early mid December when our team started to form. Even though we didn't have Mike Conley to a large extent, we had a little bit of a math problem. We weren't quite as good on the offensive glass as we've been in years past, and we were turning the ball over. I think we were 26th overall in turnover rate, and. And we've dropped our turnover rate. We got as low as 20, 21 uh, ranked uh, in in turnover rate in the league. I think after last night, we're back up to 23. But, you know, Jordan's ability to score and also couple that being low turnover, Tony Bradley's ability to score, uh, in particular off the offensive glass, is... Has uh, been able. We've been able to shrink a possession deficit, um, you know that, and then our players getting to to know what Quinn wants. Quinn adjusting some strategies. So we've had three or four things that kind of lined up that allowed us to uh, not lose the possession battle uh, to the degree that we were losing it in December.
1: And you uh, uh, put some faith in, in guys like Tony Bradley and, and George Niang and giving them, a, you know, bigger opportunity with those moves. And it seems to me that they've played really, really well. It seems like they've taken advantage of it.
2: Yeah, no question. George just come in and bang shots like we knew he could. And I think just a, a more steady roll, a steady diet of minutes and at the same position with with, with the same substitutes it has helped him um in his play got a quick trigger jake and and so that even that pass last night in the second half to the right corner where he catches it and tees it up in an instant is um, is modern uh power forward basketball you probably wouldn't ascribe that to a a, a typical power forward, but with where things have moved, with empty post offense and four-out one-end spacing. You know, to have a, a big man as skilled as George uh, can can help us. And, you know, you just you, you get a player that can make two or three threes in a row. It really. Uh, breaks open a game and then as I stated earlier Tony Bradley's a young player he trusted us his agent trusted us you know he was having to ply his trade in the G League the last two years and just slow and steady work and an honest assessment and you know he's made some strides um, defensively even though his foul rate's still too high he's he's done really good work on the defensive glass. Tony's always been an excellent offensive rebounder but he needed to get stronger so he could anchor um, uh, territory around the the rim and and not get uh, wedged underneath and he's much better than that uh, than he was two years ago and then a little known fact: Tony literally leads the league in offensive rebounding rate. And anytime you get a 22 year old, they can lead the league in any category. Uh, that's a good place to start, Jake. So, again, you know, a few changes with with Jordan, and now integrating Mike. You know, we're we're pleased with where the the depth has moved to and the production that they're giving us. Dennis Lindsay
1: is with us here on the Big Show, and uh, Dennis, we got to bring up, got to talk about Donovan Mitchell. I, I made a promise to the listeners that we would not take him for granted, as okay. he's been so consistently good. But it, it it seems like watching, we've seen him go toe to toe, and I know it wasn't in a winning effort, but that was pretty special with he and Brandon Ingram the other night. And we've seen him do it with Kawhi Leonard and and Damian Lillard in the fourth quarter where these games are on the line, and he's more than held his own. What has he done to make na- to take that next step in? To the realm of, of stardom in the NBA,
2: yeah. So I, you know, he and Rudy as the anchors. I would never uh, take them for granted. They they're both unique and special and in their own ways. And 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 so Donovan specifically, I, I think he just had a real good summer. Where again, two summers ago, everybody knows about the toe injury. We had to hold him back um, and, and, and and keep him physically safe. We just don't ever want a toe or foot and ankle to become chronic. You're, you're, you're always managing that if that's the case. So, so, and then, you know, I I think the experience with USA basketball, uh, you know, sharpened uh, the, his, uh, his tool set that he had. Uh, I think it gave him a greater degree of confidence um, that to know that he he's one of the best you know players in the world at 23 years old and so I I was um, expecting a uh, an improvement off what we saw the first two years you never know to what degree and how consistent but with where he's at w- with what he's already been able to do you know you you you, you do wonder you know where's where's that upside and. I think uh, his approach defensively, uh, especially early in the season, was noted. I think all of the players, but in particular the new players, needed to see his energy and ferocity uh, on the defensive end to kind of set the standards that he and Quinn and and Rudy want met. And I think he was able to do that. And you know, he's played some uh, two guard position when when Mike's been healthy and when he comes in with a, the second unit. And then when Mike got hurt, he obviously took the reins as the lead ball handler in conjunction with Joe Ingles, and uh, that's gone well. And, and so uh, I couldn't be more pleased with not only his progress, but his mindset. You know, he's very few guys are as willing to give his teammate, his coaches, his organization – his city uh, credit, and um, I always appreciate that uh, to Donovan, that he knows a lot of the attention's going to be centered around him, but he's wise enough to know that when Royce O'Neill gets an extension or Joe Ingles has a big game or Boyan helps him out with some late-game situations to, to nod and, and tip the cap towards their efforts, he, I think he's wise enough to know that this is a team game.
1: Yeah, just to back you up on that, Dennis, as you know, uh, hosting the postgame shows, I hear all of of the postgame sound and hear from Donovan each and every night. And every night he mentions at least a half dozen teammates. I mean he, he does and he, he seems to, you know, play he seems to play to win as opposed to play for himself. And that's you know, that's that's pretty remarkable and I would think from a leadership standpoint that's very popular with his teammates.
2: Um, believe me, I'm not complaining. And, and <laughs> frankly, Jake, that, that's what happens when you've been raised right. We, we're the beneficiaries of that. Sometimes you've got to help guys, um, you know, lead. And, and certainly Donovan's in a much greater position to do that now than he was when he, when he first joined the NBA. But, you know, his parents, his coaches, his teachers, all those significant others that made him who he is today, they just did a really good job. And, um, and because of that, you know, I think the players that, that in particular didn't know him previous to the season uh, can appreciate that. And, and so that could be work ethic, that could be sense of humor, that could be giving, you know, Rudy credit, you know, as the most dominant defensive player in the league. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we, we like that, you know, he's helped lead in our chemistry.
1: Last year, Dennis, you came on the show, and uh, of course you're always in a good mood when you come on the show, but after Rudy had been snubbed from, from the All-Star game, you were, uh, uh, I'll say, a little grumpy. You were a little grumpy uh, about <laughs> yes. it, and that's, and that's fair. So with that in mind, are you doing any campaigning behind the scenes, Rudy and Donovan All-Star campaign, to help these guys make that roster?
2: Yeah, of course we are and you know Quinn uh the, the the next vote beyond the fans vote is the coaches vote and and look I'm not going to rehash you guys know where I was at last year you know this is important to Rudy and therefore it's important uh to me um so uh Rudy in particular Jake it's simply put he's just one of the best basketball players on the face of the planet and we're beneficiaries of that our record uh, since Rudy's taken over as the starting center uh, speaks for itself, you know, world championships, Olympics, you know, defensive player of the year, all NBA team, you know, to me, this um, should be a non-conversation and, and the fact that we've gone on the run that we've uh, gone on, you know, the, the winning as much as anything speaks to itself. And, and look, Rudy does it in such a way where there's just this huge, inordinate defensive impact. And maybe a few people that don't get to see it not in, not out like we do uh, can't fully grasp um, his level of greatness. But I think Kenny Atkinson said it well with what he's done the last four years is he's starting, he needs to be starting to mention in, in the same breath as some of the all-time great defensive centers. And then you throw on top that, you know, he's one of the most efficient offensive players in the league, and he's improved uh, immensely since, he, since he's got here. So, again, same type of conversation. Um, that we're having with Donovan and, you know, Quinn and ownership, Justin, myself, you know, Walt Perrin, David Moore, Linda Lichetti, we're all, we couldn't be more pleased with, you know, our our players and, you know, our, our two core pieces, if you will.
1: Dennis, before I let you go, uh, going off the court for a moment, um, the news came out that Gail Miller and the Miller family is donating uh, $50 million to go to build a new um, children's hospital down in in Lehigh. And I just want to point it out because, one, it's really, really cool, and and get your comment on on working for an organization that, that puts its money quite literally where its mouth is on doing some good for the community
2: uh you know like my wife is on the board at primary children's and and so it's a place um and the people that that run the the hospital work really hard so those folks and the hospital itself is near and, and dear to us and that level of commitment uh to children's health care i mean we've all we've all been uh in that position jake where you you have a loved one and in particular a child that's sick and we had our daughter there for a week uh, a couple of years ago and the level of care and expertise is just amazing and and look what we do is is entertainment uh the work that they're doing in hospitals our health care here is just so good locally and with primary children's being such a unique outreach you know, it's it is it's a sense of pride, and uh, my wife was actually at the announcement this morning. Uh, and and she, the first thing she did when uh, they got done with the announcement, she, she called. We knew that there was going to be a, a big announcement because we were at uh, a leadership retreat with the LHM group last week. Uh, we just didn't know exactly what it was going to be. So, uh when that was announced, uh, we were very excited and and were uh never surprised by Gail and the Miller's family's generosity, but the enormous uh uh giving, you know, in this particular gift is, is really awe inspiring if you think about it.
1: That was Dennis uh, Dennis Lindsay, Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Utah Jazz. We have that uh, interview up online at 1280thezone.com. And Dennis covered a lot of ground and that was extraordinarily insightful. We appreciate uh, him coming on. And that is cool. $50 million for primary children's building a new hospital uh, down in Lehigh. I did not know that Becky Lindsay was on the board of directors, so that's pretty cool. His family getting involved. And uh, Austin, we were just chatting about it a little bit. You and I both have had that experience with our daughters um, I my daughter uh, we went to the emergency room at primaries once but I know your your daughter has spent some time there my daughter spent uh, some time in the NICU I mean it's it's amazing what they're doing helping out so many families it's a
0: very special place uh, with families in their worst situations quite often uh, the worst situation they'll ever be in to have uh, not only first and foremost for the patient Jake that's up there, but the families, the parents, yep. the siblings, yep. grandparents of those children that are helpless without a place like primary children's. And for Gail Miller and the Miller family to give $50 million to build a hospital, uh, there's not better people that I can think of.
1: Well, and that's in addition to, I mean, what uh, Gail and the family have done for the homeless issue around here. Um, on top of Larry H. Miller Charities, I know you're familiar with that, Austin, where they donate to so many wonderful organizations, so they, they just do a lot of good.
0: And $50 million, that's a lot of money. And, and can I say, no one has told us to say any of this. We have not been directed as, mem- as employees to praise Gail Miller for doing this. We've not, we didn't know what was happening. This is her out of the goodness of her own heart. I just want people to know I'm not reading from a statement. It is from my own heart and your own heart that we uh, say thank you. For, for the, such a donation, it will save so many lives. To have it in that part of the valley available to people down there, it's it's incredible and awe inspiring. Like Dennis said there at the end. No, Austin, I
1: I don't think you're you're being a homer by acknowledging that donating fifty million dollars to a, build a children's hospital is you know pretty great.
0: You haven't been on Twitter for a
1: week, have you? <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody's like, oh, how dare you congratulate Gail Miller for donating $50 million to build a children's hospital. Okay.
0: No? No. You don't think so? No, no no one should. No, <laughs> no, one, should. no one should. I, just, I, I don't wanted think that people, should be controversial. I don't want people to go, you're saying that because you're an employee of hers. <laughs> no. that's, that's ridiculous. If, if you're not
1: saying that, then you're... Go Jazz! Thank you, Gordon. Thank you very much. Now, Gordon. Now, yeah. Gordon, on the other hand. All right, stay tuned. How we'll much has he given? We'll to... have more coming up next. We'll talk more jazz basketball, of course, as they continue to be red hot. I've got a game coming up tomorrow night against the Golden State Warriors. We'll talk about that and more straight ahead. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This- is the big show with Gordon Monset and Jake Scott sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union guiding members forward for over 80 years on 975-1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network
1: Tell me how does... Show Jake Scott 975 1280 the zone Gordon Monson as well. But Gordon I'm not Gordon with Mas- not with us today. Vacationing. Gordon will be back next Monday. Stay tuned. By the way, this just coming in. Uh Yoli Childs practice today for the first time in two weeks. However, Mike Mark Pope uh not confirming whether or not he's going to return.
0: <coughs> I guess I just see him warm up before the Gonzaga game is kind of a little uh Decoy of sorts. I did not, but that uh, that didn't uh, make any difference. No, that
1: uh, that does not surprise me. But that that's a big deal for BYU. Are they uh, are they still your favorite, Austin? I guess if they ever were, for a local team making the tournament.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's the answer, right? Especially with him. Yeah, especially with him. Uh, they've had a, a tough enough non-conference schedule. Then they've got the number one team in the country. Well, not anymore. Baylor overtook them after they beat BYU. But Gonzaga was ranked number one. They're going to win the West Coast Conference, and I think the uh, St. Mary's is really good. It's going to come down to Vegas. Is that still in Vegas? Yeah, it is. Yep, at the Orleans. Uh, I think they do have to show well in that tournament, but I think that if any of the in-state schools go, it's BYU. Okay, so so you're firmly at one then. That was going to be my next question. How many local teams do you think right now? Right now, we got to hope for one. And there was a time four or five weeks ago we were thinking three. I never thought that was all that realistic. However, I did think that Utah, you're a hater,
1: Utah State was a tournament team. No, Utah has been better than I expected, I'll admit that.
0: Yeah, well, they beat Kentucky. And that at that point we had to go, well, if they can beat Kentucky, they they got to be a, a threat to make the to win the Pac-12 tournament in in March and and then the, what they've done since then has been nothing. So.
1: Yeah, right. But I mean, they they show you know Raylan, Raylan Jones and you know Booth Gotch and they've they've
0: shown more than I thought that they were going to give this year. So, and Utah State's just a uh, it's just massive
1: disappointment, just disappointing. Yeah.
0: And uh, Nemeshkada's health is to blame, but I don't think it's all on Nemeshkada's health. Well, I think they've had some other guys that
1: have been battling through some stuff too, which which is certainly unfortunate. And and how uh, Kada hurt himself in international play is always kind of a bummer, but. Uh, yeah. Would you let
0: your players play internationally? If I were a college, yes. a collegiate coach? Uh, obviously, oh, yeah. we have this conversation with the NBA, but I'm talking just yes. collegiately. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I they're, would not.
1: Well, they're not pros.
0: I mean, you go wanna, play somewhere else. If you want to yeah.
1: go play for your national team? Go ahead. And
0: then go find a different scholarship somewhere else. All right.
1: That's fair. But, I mean, see th- this is me living in the 100 acre wood usually if he's my
0: son it's a different conversation yeah, usually it's
1: Gordon who lives in an ulterior universe with me it's uh, I I actually do think that there's some value in amateurism and not being a pro and that you do benefit collegiately but you're not working for them so you should be able to carve out your own experience okay and if that means going and playing for your international team I think that's great
0: but let's and this would not be the case for namish Keda and Craig Smith but let's say namish Kada is the number one draft pick as soon as he's eligible and he's going to be the best he's zion williamson okay, okay? Uh-huh. let's say that and uh Krzyzewski is not there it's craig smith does craig smith's job depend on zion williamson or in this case the nemesh kata playing really well it does craig smith's livelihood or any college coach's livelihood is attached to these players performances and if that player goes and plays internationally and hurts himself, and Craig Smith loses his job in two seasons because of a bad year this year, which I'm not predicting. I'm just, this is completely hypothetical. Is he going to be like, well, I lost my job, but at least Namish got to play for the international team?
1: But see, I guess, I guess that's my point. I think it's more about the player than it is the coach. And it's more about the player than it is necessarily the university. You should be allowed to go go experience what you want to experience. You are allowed,
0: but then I'm not letting you have my scholarship because uh, my job depends on your health. That'd be pretty cold-blooded but i see your point it's my job i gotta feed my kids i'm not saying
1: cold-blooded i'm not saying that there isn't is he gonna feed my kid for Uh, me how much money is craig smith making Uh, a year all right he has to feed his kids yeah well he's making some pretty good dough to take the risk to let nimi kata go play for his (laughs) national team (laughs) and if it falls apart he's still got a couple million bucks in his pocket likely and that'll last how long? Uh, that's not my problem. That's his. I could it's, make it. It's not Neemah's kid is either. Uh, how far could you it's make? It's Craig Smith's, and far, that's what I'm saying. How far could you make a million dollars go?
0: Me? Yeah. Uh, till next Thursday. Exactly. I'm not going to feel bad for him. Let
1: the guy go play his, uh, what do you mean next Thursday? I was anticipating from you, like I could see you making a million dollars last. Like I'm going to let it ride on the chefs
0: to win the Super Bowl. Like
1: <laughs> That's it. I, I could see you retiring if you ever like inherited a million dollar. Being like, yeah, I could make that go like uh like Seth Rogen and uh, what's that um, uh, knocked up oh, yeah, in that yeah, movie yeah. where he's like, well, I got a settlement from the, the <laughs> wasn't it the Canadian uh-huh. government because he got hit by a, a mail truck. Yep. He's like, you know, I've got about three hundred dollars left. I figure that'll last me through you know the <laughs> end of the year
0: into next year. <laughs> uh, if I got a million bucks, you're right. I'd tell a lot of people what I really think of them. But, you know, for Cada, let, let him Starting go. with you and this topic. I know, you're frustrated. That's all right. This this guy's job's on the line and Kata's going all, and getting hurt. All boo hoo, he's a D1 basketball coach. He's doing fine. And by the way, puts on a heck of a coach's show. He does. Every week right he's here. He's a on talker. The Zone. Yep. He's terrific. He is a talker. Scotty G's easiest gig that he's ever had. We're here with Craig Smith. That was Craig Smith. That's the whole hour of Scotty. That's all Scotty contributes. I know.
1: Perfect. Perfect <laughs> for Scotty. Best coach's show ever. It is. And I'm sure Scotty loves every second of it. And it's not like he's not entertaining. Right. It's good you, stuff. You're always glued to your radio.
0: And it's energetic and it enthusiastic. Is. The man has energy. Anyway.
1: Uh, and you hope Utah State can put together some wins. So you're for
0: you're for Craig Smith losing his job. I'm for him keeping his job. What's our next topic? I'm for it's if, if Nimi Kata. Wanted to take the risk to play
1: internationally. You should be allowed to do that. That's all. And and we act like playing in basketball games. They're evil Knievel jumping a motorcycle over a pool full of sharks. I mean, like I told Gordon all the time when Donovan was going to play internationally. The ratings would go up. They would. Uh, these guys are playing basketball anyway. I mean, you run the risk of getting hurt getting out of bed in the morning. I mean, come on. Let him go have a unique experience representing your country. You'd love, you are a patriot, Austin. You'd love to represent
0: these United States well, in
1: any way, y- shape, or
0: form. Make sure he takes a picture so when you're home after being fired, you can look at his picture and be like, well, at least he had a good time playing internationally. All right. So- Sorry, hun. You can't go to summer camp this year because Nemish Kata went, went and played internationally. So, anyway, this all
1: started by Yoli Childs is back at practice. So, just to bring that full circle. So,
0: uh, and BYU is the likely team. The if likely any of them. team into the NCAA tournament. There yes. was a time I thought UVU could win their conference tournament, but that season went a completely different way. Not looking like it. All right. We'll get back to jazz basketball coming up next. day. Promise?
1: Tuned. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 the zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 975, 1280 the zone. Gordo will be back next Monday as he uh, vacations, getting out of the cold. A lot of jazz going on. I don't deserve vacation. well I was on vacation, you know what? That that was awesome that you kept that because we didn't have to do an incriminating. We didn't have to waste a bet. I had still got that there. Indeed. Good I'm job. always listening. That's why you're on it, Austin. That's why you're the man. But, of course, it's it's great. Gordo, go get a little R&R. Maybe he'll come back uh, not quite so cranky as Austin okay. rolls his eyes in there. Well, he's usually in a good mood for about 10 minutes after he gets back from vacation. he buys another car and everything's fine. Yeah, right. And everything's good. Mm-hmm. Everything's good in Gordon world. Uh, but, no, he will be back uh, next week. So we are doing uh, for Total Request Tuesday the theme of We're missing Gordon, so the song's about missing someone. We've had some good ones, by the way. So
0: Yeah, that one goes to Gary,
1: by the way. In excess, needs you tonight. So, Austin, a big uh, topic of conversation. I've been listening to all of our, well, I always listen to all of our shows across the station, but uh, paying particular close uh, attention to it, coming back from vacation, trying to get into the swing of things. It seems like the dominating topic of conversation today, including on your show, I believe, Austin, was, you know, can we start? talking about contender. Can we start using that word? Can we start maybe, and I like the way Scotty put it earlier today, maybe that's not the expectation, but can that start being into the into the conversation? Because it wasn't uh, earlier in the year, and I think people are a little concerned about that, right? They make big uh, additions in the offseason with Mike Conley, Bogdanovich, you know, two... Um, you know, borderline all-star level players, and all of a sudden, you know, we saw for years all the the flaws in what the Jazz were doing, and they needed more shooting, and they didn't have enough firepower on offense, et cetera, et cetera. And you see, you know, you think the off-season moves check all those boxes, and all right, next stop title town, right? And people get a little ahead of their skis, and then the the year, even though it was far from catastrophic, and I feel like sometimes people get a little worked up because it didn't entirely go according to plan, but it didn't get off to the best start in the world. And you could tell that Mike Conley was was feeling some pressure. You know, he didn't play well. Joe Ingles didn't play well at the beginning of the year. He didn't. We can talk about starting as opposed to coming off the bench and those sorts of things, but the fact is he wasn't playing well. And the bench was, I mean, beyond dreadful. So, I mean, it just did not go according to plan. now, and we talked about this earlier today, Austin, now the Jazz have fixed or are fixing a couple of those fundamental issues that we identified as things weren't going entirely according to plan. Namely, fixing the bench and uh, getting Mike Conley in, in line and, and playing at his utmost because they're going to need them if, or need him, excuse me, those if they are going to be contenders. That's, that's got to be a thing. If Mike Conley doesn't play well, the Jazz are not going to beat the Clippers. Maybe that's
0: my high, hot oh, take they, of the day. Although they did without him. They did without him. But not him in seven. In a
1: seven-game series against playoff Kawhi.
0: Mm. Mm. And push off P. Nice. I'm Low sorry, done. playoff uh, P. Yeah, No, push off P, that's yeah. that's more. Well, he wants it playoff P. Well,
1: push off P has been more earned, I uh, would say. Agreed. Although we had a couple of runs with Indiana that weren't terrible.
0: But, yeah, push off P. Remember when he uh, passed the ball to C.J. Miles? And then C.J. Miles took the last shot and uh, then... Paul George in the post game killed CJ Miles for not passing the ball back to him. Let him have it. There was like point eight left. What are you passing the ball for, CJ? The people aren't here to see you, bro. <laughs> this is I'm PG
1: thirteen. Uh, you you know, see my Gatorade commercial, which he's never hit a game winner in the playoffs yet. That's
0: his game. That's his
1: Gatorade. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm throwing us no. off. No, but contender is it legitimate?
1: Right. So I guess my point is. Uh, and whoever you think the top team in the West is now, like Chris Mannix thinks it's the Lakers. We've we've talked to others, and and you can make certainly an argument for the Lakers. I'm still going with the Clippers, personally, my opinion. And without Mike Conley playing well, and I'm not saying he has to be 20 and nine. I don't think that that's redic- uh, you know realistic, but really contributing, playing well, and playing within what the Jazz are trying to accomplish. I don't think they do beat the Lakers or Clippers in a seven game series. I don't. Despite how well they played without him, they need him. They need him. It has to work. It has to work.
0: And if he does play well, you think they can? I think they can. So I think. Would you favor them if he's if let's say he is twenty and nine? Would you favor the Jazz to beat anyone in the West?
1: Okay, so I I love this question, but I don't think that we know. So here's me sitting on the fence, Austin. Brace yourself, right, desperado? Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Because we don't know how it's going to work. So is it is it twenty and nine and Twenty assists, nine rebounds. Oh, oh, wait, no. no. Twenty points, nine assists. But does Joe Ingles' game go into the tank? So that's the yeah, but that's the caveat, right? The, I mean, at what expense, right? Is it twenty and nine, and it fits exactly? And they're still the best team in the NBA offensively. They're still number one in threes, and it's just magically inserted this player, and it's just worked incredibly well. And everybody's playing at the same clip that they are now. Yes, that sure. But I, I don't think that's realistic either.
0: Like it's not it's not likely. Cause I do think it's I think there's some a realistic chance that could happen. Okay, so But it's not likely. Well well here's my point. If he if he comes back and he's
1: twenty and nine guy, that's coming from somewhere. Right? That that's not just all of a sudden. Everybody has their same production, and then you just add twenty points and nine assists. You, that's you think not, someone's losing some shots? Yeah. their points then come down from
0: Correct. where they are currently.
1: I mean, we've already seen, and this was to be expected, by the way, but we've already seen Emmanuel Moutier you know, drop out of the rotation. So there's where some of that production is coming from, right? But twenty and nine, I mean, that's a lot. So where's that? Where's that coming from? Is Bogdanovich going to average a few points less? Is Donovan? Is Joe, who's, who's been the leading assist man for basically this entire run, is all of a sudden does his game change? You know what I mean? Is he, does he not have the ball in his hands as much? How does, that, how does that all come together and work? And this is why it's such a challenge, and these next few games are so important because that's what Quinn Snyder has to do. He has to plug this guy in to get the most out of him but not take away from the good things that they're already doing. And I certainly think that's possible, but if he comes back and he's like, yeah, I'm 20-9 and and I don't care where that stuff comes from, get in line, which I don't think is going to happen, by the way. If that does, though, that's not a positive thing. Right. If he became Russell Westbrook and is stealing somebody's open corner three— Still my favorite
0: clip of, I've ever seen. I, I can't even believe I watched it. <laughs> it's so funny. I can't uh, even believe but it. But the point remains from earlier, Jake. You're not saying that they need him to be 20-9. I don't think so. For the contender to be a legitimate topic. Uh-uh. He can come in and add on top of what's been happening without giving you 20 points a night, and they can be a, a legitimate contender. And that could be really scary. Because if it comes in and it works...
1: I mean, and and we'll talk. We can talk to Locke about this this week, but he's talked about it a little bit before. Like, if it works, how do you guard the Jazz? I mean, if if Mike turns back into the player, and I'm not talking statistically, I'm just talking about gravitas, so to speak, where you have to game plan for him. If he comes back in as a player, you really have to worry about what are you going to do? He going to drop that big anymore? I I used this example uh, last week with the Nets game. They hid Kyrie Irving on Royce O'Neal. They did. They knew that Kyrie was the weak defender, and they put him out there on Royce, and Royce is good enough to make you pay if you do that. But think if Mike Conley's in that lineup, where are you hiding? Where are you hiding Kyrie Irving? You're you going to hide him on Mike? You're going to hide him on Donovan Mitchell? No. You're going to hide him on Joe Ingles? How's that
0: going to go? I guess it's Joe Ingles, but it's not going to go well. It's not. Boyan Bogdanovich, I'll tell you that. No, it can't be. No. Well, although, you no, know, it can't be. Well, you're going to put him on Rudy. Yes, and then he's gonna Irene Irving
1: is gonna go in on <laughs> and I, I know Portland's not a playoff team, but but where are you hiding Damian Lillard? You know, if 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 the Jazz face the Rockets in the playoffs and and those guys all have it going and that's the lineup, right? With Royce coming off the bench, where are you hiding James Harden? I mean Joe Ingles, will he'll eat up James Harden. You know, he'll average twelve assists a game if that's what you want to do. I think Royce would too. Maybe, maybe. But you get my point. I mean, like if Mike comes in and, and plays the way that he can, you know, maybe some nights he only has 12 points. But there's some nights when you decide it's not going to be Donovan Mitchell that beat you and it's going to be Mike Conley, he's going to have 28. And, and maybe that's what we need to be concentrating on when it is that, that he gets his production. And yeah. that's one interesting thing about him coming in off the bench. And a lot of people have, have talked about that. Would he be better off with the bench unit? I don't think there's any way that you don't start Mike Conley. There's just not. You're not bringing your $30 million guy off the bench. And he's not, um, you know, Lou Williams. He's more important than that. Not. No offense to Lou. But I think you know what I'm saying. Well, but, Lou's but a does volume
0: he, scorer.
1: But does Mike play? Donovan Mitchell plays a ton of minutes with the bench now, right? Does maybe Mike take a few more minutes maybe. with the bench? You know what I mean? Yeah. So how, do, how does that all work? But the point is is that if if it does work, how do you defend the Jazz? And all of a sudden they go from, uh, over the last month, being the best offensive team in the NBA to actually
0: consistently being the best
1: offensive team
0: yeah. in the NBA. All these things that we're saying, in my mind, Jake, I'm seeing two graphs, or I'm seeing one graph with two lines, and on the top it's Jazz fans' expectations and organization expectations, and on the left it's NBA opinion of the jazz and in the last twenty years those have never been closer on that graph. Hmm. Okay. In proximity to each other. For for the first time since I've been in radio going on eleven years now, the the expectations locally and the expectations nationally have never been closer for the Utah
1: Jazz. I just want to point out to our listeners that Austin, much like like a business presentation, was just pointing at a non existent graph.
0: See here, when, uh, when <laughs> that was when pretty the, amazing.
1: <laughs> When the returns over investment are above 16. No, Austin's hands are just going, like, I, I know what you mean, and you're pointing out one, one column here. make sure you can follow And me. one column here, but I'm just thinking, I'm like, you know, Austin's, Austin's doing a visual presentation with a graph that does not exist.
0: It existed to me. It does. I, In fact, I literally could see a blue line here and a red line here. <laughs> you're doing it again. <laughs> it's an axis and, a, and a, the other one. You
1: need a laser pointer (laughs) to point at nothing in particular. Uh, All right. We'll have more Jazz Conversation coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5, 12.80, The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, of course. Gordon, his vacation continues on throughout the rest of the week. He will be back next Monday. And Austin, I'm just getting back into town, and it, it's been a good day to get back in. You know, I, I mentioned this earlier in the show. It's, it is a little intimidating. Our first guest, 3 o'clock, right out of the gate. Dennis Lindsay jumps on. I didn't even have a chance to get warmed up. Fresh off the boat, as it were. It were. Plane, boat, yeah, whatever. You didn't. Yeah. You get the point.
2: Huh.
1: Fresh off the beach.
0: Yeah, and you were right behind the microphone, ready to uh, not screw it up.
1: And I tried not to. I hope I didn't.
0: I don't think you did. Uh, we uh, our conversation after Dennis Lindsay because we hadn't even had a chance to exchange hellos. Uh, we pleasantries. really did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, the the Dennis Lindsay conversation was great, and then I came on and goofed off. So
1: uh, I heard I did miss some snow while I was gone last Friday. How'd that go? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, but you got to use your snow blower, so that's good.
0: It was a lot. A lot of snow. Yeah, I heard I missed that. I felt so bad. You, my my parents, and my brother, they went to Hawaii. So you were here. I was here. You were here. I was here, uh, and uh, it was a lot of snow. And you did that good work. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. But
1: no, it is nice to to get out for a little bit and come back and have the weather be cold again. Terrific.
0: I don't want to hear it, man. I, I don't, don't. want to hear it I know you don't And put that smile
1: away It's the whole reason I haven't showed you one picture from my I don't want to see it I know you show don't
0: Show me in June Okay I'll I'll, show I'd you. love to see them <laughs> I know I'd love, love to hear your stories uh, when it's at least 50 degrees Okay, uh, that's a deal But yeah, And was, I can see the clouds
1: and that the sun was on purpose I, I got a couple <laughs> of pictures and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to show those to Austin I'm not
0: going to do it Gordon wouldn't be that nice Gordon wouldn't think that he'd be he'd roll in here with a film slide. <laughs> here you go, <laughs> click. This is the the day that it was
1: perfect. This day was perfect as well. You can see how perfect this day. Here's was. the
0: ocean from this angle. Uh-huh. Here's the ocean from the. Oh no, that's the same angle. Uh, here's another angle. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So I wasn't gonna do that to you. Today,
0: I'm glad. I-, I am glad you had a fun trip. You deserved it. You work hard. You and your lovely wife both do, and you just deserve some time off. Uh, uh, but uh, did it rain? While you were there, it did not. Not one drop? Not one drop. See, you miss out on experiences, though. Because where you were, you, you've never had it rain there before. No, I haven't. So uh, you don't know what it's like. Maybe I don't. it's your favorite weather of your lifetime. Could be. I'll never know. And so that's why I wished it on you. It didn't happen. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll wish it harder next time. Well, thanks to everybody, including
1: Gordon, who helped me get out of town. I know you and Tony did a great job yesterday. DJ and PK helping out. Uh, Tony helping out on the jazz broadcast. Scotty as well. Uh, you know, we talk about this all the time. It's sometimes tough to get out of town. So help. Uh, big thanks to everybody who's able to help. Uh, everything uh, from today's show up online in podcast form. Uh, simply search The Big Show and your favorite podcast catcher. And uh, give us a subscription, give us a review, or simply download what you're looking for. You can also get all of that up at 1280thezone.com. Uh, big thanks to Austin. Big show coming tomorrow. Until then, we'll talk to you right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.